All right, welcome to podcast 118 of the Texas Hemp Show podcast. I'm Russell Dowden, publisher and editor for the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. I uh, hope you're enjoying your South by Southwest, your spring break or whatever it is. We are in mid-March and working on our April edition of the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine currently. And so we um, uh, happy to get that out here in a couple of weeks because we are in the middle of the month of March here on the 16th of March recording podcast 118 here on the show. Um, joining me in from home this week is my co-host Rachel Nelson. Hello. Hello, Miss Nelson. How are you? How are you? Good. Good to see you via on the internet, uh, studio to studio there. How was your trip down to the Far Out Lounge the other night on Monday? Was that pretty cool? It was really, yeah, it was great. Um, the music was really good. One of the bands um, threw out a pinata full of weed and gummies. And it was just really cool because he stabbed it and then threw it out. And then the whole crowd just went and like grabbed. And it was, I, I walked away, not empty handed. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very cool. And then what else did you attend over the weekend? You were at that pizza sauce party for the uh, Texas Hemp Coalition. Uh, how was that event? Yes. Um, the, the special sauce party, it was so fun. It was a great event. They really did a great job. Um, there wasn't really a lot of like speaking. Shada did give a speech, um, you know, to just kind of greet everybody and she made a few remarks, but other than that, it was just like socializing, eating pizza, trying new seltzers. There's one mm -hmm. called Honeysuckle that's on the market now. It's really delicious. It's sweetened with monk fruit. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and they're available at the Eskimo Huts in Austin. So I'm going to stop by and stock up on those because it's a, it's a really good um, seltzer. And it has no calories, but it's still sweet. So um, yeah, it was great. They had infused ranch dressing. So oh, that wow. was fun. To just, yeah, so you, you put know, that on your pizza? Just, yes, complete stoner <laughs> food. It was just, yeah, it was good. It was good times, good company. And um, then did a you, lot of business owners there. Yeah, and I think we're, ta we're talking with the Honeysuckle guys about doing a story on them or some marketing for them. So that's good that they, they ran into you down there. And then I understand that you went over to the Mary J. Toke Tonic or what was that event called? Oh, uh, the Tokativity. Yes, yeah, I Toke did. And uh, they had that? a... They gave away a lot of fun freebies, like in their door prizes. Um, sorry, my cat is like trying to hang out with us. <laughs> um, but they had a lighter decorating station with just like all these beads and jewels and stuff like that. And you could decorate a lighter, um, which my friend and I did that. And they had a joint rolling table where they were teaching people how to roll joints. They had live <laughs> art happening, a DJ, our friends at Tejas Hemp were set up there. Uh, promoting their products and then they also had a dab bar so that's always fun wow. um and yeah it was pretty lit i had a good time we took the texas green machine car there and had the lights on and a really good location on um south lamar over there and we were parked just like right by the street so it well, was it very was cool I, I did you get any pictures of any of that i was just wondering if you got you i know. did yes i need to download my camera and we can get those on the website <laughs> Well, very cool. Well, let's let's jump in here and bring our guest in on the show this week. Is one of my neighbors actually here in the Round Rock area? Is our 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 friend Adam Gregg is joining us here on the show. Uh, Adam's over there with he and his family run Syntex CBD. 
here in the Round Rock store, and then they have two other stores. But welcome to the show, Adam. Tell us a little bit about Syntex. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Um, yeah, we're uh, Syntex CBD. We have uh, three stores. I don't know how much detail you want me to get into, um, but uh, my mom actually started the first store in 2018 in, in Temple, Texas, uh, mm-hmm. which we, we thought was kind of a risk at the time, but it ended up being really good. She got in contact with a lot of people at uh, you know, the VA hospital in Scott and White uh, University up there that uh, really helped us have a really great first year. And so for the second year, we opened the Round Rock store uh, right at 2020 when COVID happened. And that was, uh, that was, that was a lot, but uh, we ended up opening a, a third store in Bastrop uh, in 2021. Uh, so so 18... we're, we're steadily growing. It's not like huge, but we're just happy to be able to help as many people as we can and do it right. Yeah. So you got one open in 2018, you, then you got 2020 and then 2021. So uh, that's pretty, pretty impressive to get three, three locations up and running in that time span, especially it's amazing to get anything open in 2020. Right, Adam? Yeah, we, uh, there was a long time where it was just uh you know, my wife and, and I at the Round Rock store and she would open and I would close and we both work six days a week. And, uh, you know, so we uh, as we were able to, to hire people, we did that. And um, now I think we've got uh, 14 employees. That's kind of one of the ways that we gauge our success is, you know, we've got 14 people that are able to uh, pay their bills because my mom decided to start a CBD company before it was even uh, well before the Hemp Act. Um, actually either the federal or state one so she kind of had a pretty good leg up that first year being the only cbd exclusive store within i don't know 50 miles or so mm-hmm. so uh that that helped us uh, get a jump start um but really what we've what we attribute a lot of our success to is because we're exclusively cbd and we don't have 500 items on our uh you know on our shelves we just you know we kind of find the best things. And, uh, we feel like offering, you know, one or two of each of the best things is better than having a, a wall full of stuff that, you know, you, you just can't track all that. And we're really focused on, you know, quality of product. And, uh, you know, even now we're trying to work as, as locally as we can, uh, mm-hmm. Texas makes that kind of hard, but, um, you know, we've, we've just been building relationships, uh, you know, a little bit at a time. My mom was a counselor before she had no retail experience very little cannabis experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, uh, you know, always had that drive to help people. And after about a, a year and a half or so, she decided she was like, well, honestly, I can help more people indirectly with, uh, you know, cannabis than I can one-on-one, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with, with her, you know, counseling sessions and stuff. So she retired from that, uh, pretty early on, uh, in our whole experience here. And, and, uh, we've just been, growing when we can and and just perfecting the things that we already do. Well, that's really cool. You have that store up there and I went into that store once on my way back from Dallas and dropped off some magazines and said hi to, to your mother one time over there. Can you just talk though about some of the, some of the challenges and, and, you know, struggles that y'all have encountered, you know, while building this brand in the last few years, is it, um, it wasn't all, it wasn't all cherries, cherries and whipped cream. Was it uh, Adam? Oh, no. no, very little of that, actually. It yeah. seemed like every time we really started to get things going, we had something else, uh, you know, 
keep us from reaching that next level. I mean, in the beginning, it, and and still, we deal with you know banks and merchant processors, and you know we've I couldn't tell you how many different banks we've had at this point because they're like, oh yeah, we're okay with with cannabis, and then they realize that they're not. I guess I don't know. Uh, they change their mind and. We have to find another bank, but um, mm-hmm. just yeah. stuff like that. You know, the first store was cash only. There was an ATM bolted to the floor. Right. Next <laughs> to, um, you know, we've been able to evolve from that quite a bit. Um, so we, uh, uh, you know, we're happy with some of the progress we've made, but you know, it's just been interesting. We we try to either make products that we feel like we can make a better product than what we're being sold. Um, and uh, you know, an example of that were some vapes that we were making. Um, we had another company locally making it, but I wanted to kind of fine tune it. I wanted to be able to make it a little different. And they were like, ah, we know this works and we don't really want to mess with it. And I get that to a certain extent, but, uh, you know, I bought a, bought a rosin press and started making my own. I wanted uh-huh. it to have more rosin in it. So I did it. And, uh, you know, for the past couple of years, we've been, uh, you know, really enjoying those products. And then a couple months ago, Texas decided we can't make them anymore. We can have them. We can buy them. We can sell them. We just can't be the ones to put it in a package. Um, so that's really put kind of a damper on, on, uh, some of parts of our business. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we just found another company that was doing it real similar in a different state. Um, it's actually modern herb co uh, is going to kind of take over our vapes now that we can't make them. Uh, they're in Oregon. They do a lot of live resin stuff and some solventless stuff too, but, uh, you so, know, it's just relationships that we've made. And when we got the new regulations, we're like, well, what are we going to do? And I'm like, oh, those guys that I met, they were really awesome. Let's go talk to them. And so we did. And that's kind of really, I don't know. Are you importing? Are you, are you are you beginning to import some of your, your products from out of state now as, as things kind of have moved with with the uh, with dishes? Some of it. Is some of it uh, you, you try to you try your best, don't you, Adam? To to have you know local products and you know uh, yeah a Texas couple, a couple of years ago we actually moved away from buying flour from anybody but in Texas and mm-hmm. you know we were getting a lot of stuff from uh, 4K Farms you know Taylor Kirk's really great uh, you know Jessica Hill with Pimsaw um, she's a little further north uh, you know and, you know so we've uh, we've worked with these local farms whenever we can. And then now we can't make pre-rolls. And so now I have to like buy flour and mail it to some friends we have out of state uh, to, to roll it for us and, and then send it back in the packaging. It's, it's so frustrating. Yeah. that's. But, uh, what have you learned about this space good. in the last three years? Um, man, a lot. I, can't, I couldn't even begin to start. I mean, we really didn't have much cannabis experience to begin with. So we really... Uh, you know, tried to learn everything that we could as fast as we could. And, uh, you know, I feel like most of the, most of the time, since we really got started before the, the craze, uh, I feel like we've been, you know, ahead of the competition that is, there's so many people that just want to make money and selling these products and they have no idea what they're selling. They have no idea what they're buying. Um, so we didn't want to be that. Uh, you know, a lot of our business model has been like, what's some things that we've had that were terrible about jobs? Let's not do any of those things, you know, yeah. and like what's, you know, well, that really leads to my next question. Problems. If I could stop you there, I just want, that leads to my next sure. question because yeah. it just, it's just, why is it so important to, for consumers to know the difference between your store and a regular smoke shop? Well, um, I think I could use an example when we were uh, building our brand, the Texas Canna Health, uh, you know, separate from our store, I was like, okay, this is an opportunity where the things that I'm making 
I could sell in other stores under a different brand and it won't really be competing because it's not my store name anymore. So I started calling these places that are selling uh, CBD and cannabis you know, products. And what I found was a lot of the management that I spoke to were more concerned with just buying what was easily available from their distributor. They didn't care about quality. They didn't care about the contents of it. They didn't care that, you know, when we first started, there was an FDA study that found like something like 75% of CBD on the market was either completely false or at least misleading. And the, the people with the mentality of I'm going to buy what's easy to buy, uh, that's that they're buying those products, you know, mm -hmm. uh, that aren't tested. Everything we sell has a COA attached to it. Let's make sure we can track everything. Let's make sure that we know that there's not heavy metals and we, we know what the content is. You know, there were a lot of times we got products from other places that a customer brought us. And when you look at the COA, it had basically a serving size in the whole jar instead of per serving, you know? So it was just people were selling these products with very little CBD in them, but still calling it CBD. And I think that's a big difference when you go to a place that exclusively deals with CBD. Uh, I think we have maybe one product that doesn't have CBD or some kind of cannabis in it. And it's a mushroom extract that uh, some guys uh, in South uh, Texas make the mushrooms reishi and lion's mane and you know it's not related to cannabis but you know we still really feel the benefits of that uh we see the the benefits and want to share it and another local company we get to work with hey. <laughs> right so um you know there's a big difference between when i look at a product from you know a, a buy it and sell it kind of standpoint i'm looking at the product i'm looking at you know very little of that is going to be based on you know how cheap is it and and i feel like most managers making the decisions at places that don't specifically just focus on CBD. Uh, that's generally, in my experience, not their priority. Their priority is what what looks good, what can I sell, what's, you know, what's easy to buy, because they just want to write one check, you know, mm -hmm, the, the mm -hmm. distributor that gets them everything else. So it's easy for them. Um, so it's, that's where a lot of these products that, I mean, a lot of it that I've run into isn't even with legitimate companies. You know, you see, oh, they have they have a, a brand name on there and you look it up and that brand doesn't exist. You know? mm -hmm. So it's uh, that's the kind of stuff we stay away from. At this point, I think uh, probably 70 percent of what we sell has our name on it. Um, uh -huh. you know, that's that's just what we're trying to do, because the best way to, to guarantee quality is to do it yourself. So that's been a big part of, of kind of our the last year or so of, of our business is is just trying to do things that we can do. To, uh, to to make a better product. And half the time it's been stuff that I've asked for other people to make. And I'm like, hey, this is really great, but let's add this and this and see how that goes. And uh, and they're like, nah. And so I'm like, okay, <laughs> I guess I guess I'll, you know, like uh, that's just kind of how, how we've done it. Uh, myself and the ownership and employees were like, hey, let's look for, you know, can we get a tincture with this, this, and this in it? And they're like, well, no, but we can make one. So we've done that a few times. And, mm -hmm. Uh, we're making things that we feel like are going to work well, and 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 when they do, we pack it up and uh, make it available to to our customers. Well, very cool. Listen, we're going to take a quick commercial break right here on the uh, Texas Hemp Show podcast, but we'll be right back. Our guest Adam Gregg of Syntex CBD, and we'll get Rachel in here to ask a couple of questions as well. But we'll talk a little more about what it's like being a retailer in Central Texas or Texas in general. And there's some struggles that have been going on and 
with dishes and some of the regulatory things. So we'll discuss that with Adam uh, and more after this. But it's the Texas Hemp Show podcast. We'll be back after this, guys. Another sister shooting hair on Damaris Amputees and free time Sarah Leonis The church button on us The state put the youth in a harness Creating hostility among us Hey, this is Cheech Marine And you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show why take a chance with your hemp grow? Join Hemp Plan and avoid the risk. TPS Labs exclusive hemp monitoring program. Hemp Plan members get one-on-one consulting from knowledgeable consultants who are available when you need them most. If you want to take the guesswork out of growing hemp and focus on what matters most, call TPS Lab today and ask for your free consultation. Take the next step to a successful harvest. Visit tpslab.com or call today at 956-383-0739. Hey, this is Tommy Chong, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. We took the best journalists from politics, health, innovations, cuisine, business, travel, agriculture, and then we put weed in it. Welcome to Weed and Whiskey News. Weed and Whiskey News. News with a twist. is available free at over 1,000 CBD and smoke shops across Texas. McAllen, Houston, Austin, Dallas, Lubbock, and San Antonio. Texas lawmakers will be in session this year to improve or alter laws on cannabis products. So stay tuned and informed this legislative season with the Texas Hemp Show podcast and the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. Would you like to host the Texas Hemp Show podcast at your business or special event? Now booking live broadcast from your location with our new demo vehicle, the Texas Green Machine. Email Russell at Texas Reporter at gmail.com. Now back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. All right, welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show podcast. This is show number 118 this week on the Texas Hemp Show. Russell here with you from the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Joining me this week is my co-host, Rachel Nelson. Uh, we'll get Rachel to chime in here in a moment, I guess. And then um, talking with us also is uh, Adam Gregg from Syntex CBD right here in Round Rock. They've got a location in Bastrop and then another one up in Belton, right, Adam? And Round Rock, yep. And the Round Rock store, of course, as well. Can you talk about um, some of the uh, products? Are y'all doing any white labeling of your own at all? Have y'all experimented with that? Or have you tried that at all in, in, in your operation? Yeah, white labeling has been a really big part of our company mm-hmm. uh, from the very beginning, especially, you know, we've 
we focused uh, uh, on Texas products as much as we can, but when we started, there wasn't legal in Texas. So <laughs> there were literally were no Texas brands. So um, from the right off the bat, we were uh, working with uh, uh, some companies in, in uh, Colorado that were making really good products. And then we've kind of expanded as we could into Texas products. And then it got to the point where we started making some of our own. So mm-hmm. we have a good mix of, of white labeling and then actual manufacturing uh, of, of products. Well, very cool. Rachel, do you have anything for Adam? I'm going to let you chime in here as well. Yes, I do. Um, I'm looking on your website and I see, you know, Delta eight, Delta nine. Um, but I also see Delta 10 and HHC. So I was wondering if you could just kind of tell us a little bit about some of those, you know, lesser known, um, cannabinoids. Yeah. Um, so we, we're really late to the game on a lot of these things intentionally. Um, when we first opened, it was exclusively CBD. We, uh, we really didn't have any, any THC products and we kind of slowly added them as they became legal and we kind of felt comfortable with them and trying them. There's a lot of cannabinoids that we really just don't carry uh, on purpose, but the ones that we are carrying, we feel like have been proven to be safe um, and, and effective uh, HHC, I really like. Um, I, I think that Delta 9 is really, uh, you know, obviously the the one that everybody really wants to, to partake in. But I think that there's a lot of people that have some negative effects with uh, anxiety and things like that. Uh, the Delta 9 really doesn't work real well with, but uh, they try something like Delta 8, which, uh, you know, that's something that it does exist in plants, barely. Um, <laughs> but uh, they one of the really amazing things about cannabinoids is how easily the plant is able to take, you know, CBGA and convert it to, you know, CBD or THC or, you know, and it can move around all these things. And that's what, you know, some of these products are, are people in a lab basically recreating the, uh, the environment that it needs to be in to create these things that do exist in the plant, but just not in very high quantities. Um, So I think uh, HHC specifically is really good for people who have a really high tolerance for THC. And, you know, it's not necessarily a good thing sometimes. Uh, So what I found myself is balancing out these different cannabinoids at different times. Then I I never have a really high tolerance for any of it because uh, I don't just focus on one. Uh, I like to, you know, they've always talked about the benefits of the entourage effect and we found in the different products that we've made and, and decided to carry the, that that's definitely true. They, uh, any one cannabinoid really doesn't, uh, doesn't do as much as adding another one or maybe, maybe two more, you know? So we like having a, a variety, but a safe variety. Uh, we decided really early on not to deal with any of the THCO stuff. Uh, and just a few weeks ago, DEA says that they're, you know, uh, they're illegal. They're, they're schedule one. And a lot of people are like, no. And I'm like, well, I didn't really like the way that that worked anyway with the acetate and stuff. And so, uh, some of it has been like, you know, finding what we can to, to learn about them. But some of it has also just been letting other people sell it for a while. And, uh, and, and really, you know, we, we have now millions of people that have tried a lot of these different things. And if you dig hard enough online, you can find a lot of these different experiences. And then, you know, we've kind of, made our decisions, uh, you know, based on that. We like having a, a variety, uh, but we lean on Delta 9 pretty hard, to be honest. 
Can you talk about a little bit about the farms that you work with and what it means to Syntex CBD to be able to work with, you know, the, the local brands and, and the local farmers when possible? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, this thing that I, people don't really talk about a lot. I mean, they do, but but maybe not, not a lot, uh, maybe not enough, is that we're all kind of, I think, uh, on borrowed time until all the big giant venture capitalist firms decide that it's a safe bet. And then it's going to be really hard for somebody like me who, you know, we have three stores, we have a pretty decent, you know, presence. We, we, we have enough resources to, 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 to do what we need to do, but you know, it's nothing compared to, you know, what if uh, Philip Morris decided to, you know, and then I know that they are doing some, but you know, so when these big guys come in, the only thing that we're going to have is the relationships that we're able to build until they get here. And uh, I'm always going to prefer somebody who's got a couple acres versus somebody who's got a thousand acres of plants. You know, mm-hmm. there's no way you can really care for them the same way. Uh, so what we started doing originally, we were buying from a, uh, a small outfit that no longer grows hemp. Actually, it was a winery, uh, Valley View mm-hmm. um, in, uh, in the Applegate Valley in, in Oregon had great products. It was outdoor grown because their climate's perfect for it. They don't need a greenhouse. And, you know, so we, we bought that at first. And as soon as we started getting to know people that were growing here in Texas, uh, you know, we had a lot of people from other States moving back here because it was, you know, legal to grow here again. So, uh, or, or legal to grow here uh, at all. And uh, so I think the first farm that I really, you know, got to know the owner, Taylor Kirk, uh, 4k farms, I just really appreciated him as a person, you know, getting to know him. And, you know, we went out and helped him do a, a harvest day. And the guy cooks like amazing barbecue and he'd be like competitively. And so he like cooked a bunch of food. It was like, hey, anybody who wants to come help me trim some plants, like let's do it. And so we did. And it was awesome. And, and uh, you know, it was kind of neat to see that side of it um, because he's somebody who really takes care of it. You know, he plants a hundred seeds and figures out the perfect perfect version of whatever strain it is that he's trying to, you know, isolate, uh, you know, the pheno hunting is, as they call it. Uh, right. You know, and, and, and just, he does a really great job of like finding that perfect example and then, and then growing a whole bunch of it and doing it really well. And, uh, so I've really appreciated being able to, uh, for one, they're close, right. You can just go and, uh, well, you know, he's been part of it. Uh, Jeremy greens, uh, is, is another farm we've yeah, worked with. I know Jeremy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think mostly because most of his stuff is sold before it gets harvested. Uh, so I'm not quite early enough a lot of times, but uh, he's got some great products. And so when I realized that we had some local farms that were were able to have the quality and even better quality than what we were getting from Oregon, uh, we decided, you know what, it's going to cost us a little more, but let's go ahead and pay for the better products. And our, our customers have appreciated that. Um, yeah, Jeremy's yeah, got Jeremy just got an award recently in December for the uh, Taste of Texas Hemp Cup. They they won for one of theirs. We we published it in the magazine. I, I don't remember what uh, what flower type it was, but he he got an award for for growing good stuff there as well. And and there are some great Texas brands out there, and, and a lot of Oak Cliff Cultivators is uh, Eddie up there. Uh, they they've got a, a lot of products out, and, and, and folks are purchasing theirs and getting. So Texas has done a good job of getting quality flour out there. What are some of the risks, Adam, of working with other companies that just you know? Can you speak to 
you know, the, you guys have a pretty good experience educating the public. Uh, not everybody is that is is as educated and and can you just talk about how how you know your team is always providing a, a wealth of information it seems like and and I noticed that when I visit your stores. We kind of I mean a big part of that is actually choosing who we hire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we the job behind the counter let's be honest is not that difficult. Take a product, scan it, accept payment. But that is like almost nothing uh, compared to what we feel like the job is. You know, learning these different products, trying a lot of the different products. Uh, you know, we make sure that the people in our stores, a couple of them don't use THC, and that's fine. That's their choice. But they could tell you, uh, you know, everything you need to know about it because we feel like the most important thing is making sure that that customer knows exactly what they're buying and they have an accurate expectation for what they can expect for themselves. And and the FDA makes us dance around all the time anyway, so we kind of have to learn some different lingo. Well, I've, I, we have customers that suffer from that, and we realize that they really appreciate when we have this product available or whatever. You know, like you can't say uh, this heals whatever. You have to say, oh, well, we work with a lot of customers that deal with whatever, and they find that it's helpful. You know, so it's not just educating our employees on the products, which that's a big part of it, obviously, Mm -hmm. but also how to talk about it and positioning and being able to, you know, hear a question and understand that that's not actually the question they're asking. What they really want is, is to know, you know, if it's safe, is this going to get me high? And and people are afraid to say some of the, you know, the words because of other companies that have been pretending they don't sell pipes forever. uh, You know, and if you, say the word weed, then they're like out, you know? <laughs> and so we have that kind of that, that customer that comes in and they've been told to get out before and they don't want to get told that anymore. So they kind of dance around it. We treat it differently. It's cannabis. All the products that I sell mostly are cannabis. So the things that I sell are for cannabis. I can't, I don't have to yeah. pretend for tobacco. We don't literally don't sell any nicotine products at all. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's just when we hire the people, we make sure that their goal is to know more about it than anybody else and be able to talk about it in an educated way to make sure that the customers have the proper expectations. Because we found when the customer has the proper expectations and you line them up with a product that's actually helpful, um, you know, and, and we can, you know, not guarantee that we do guarantee our products. You know, personally, if our name's on it, we're going to make sure that, that you're happy with it or find something that you are happy with. Um, but, you know, we can say, this is probably, I'd be surprised if this wasn't helpful. You know, that's something I say a lot. I'd be surprised if you don't find relief from this product. And, uh, you know, and a big part of it is as well that each product, we have people that come in and they're like, well, what's good for this? And, and I'm like, okay, let's take a step back because you've been bombarded with marketing forever. And you're convinced now that certain CBD is for sleep and certain CBD is for pain. And that's just not the case. And a lot of companies really lean on that, like, this is for this and this and this. And, you know, it's, it's not. It's, CBD is the product, right? CBD or THC or whatever the cannabinoid, that's the, the hemp is the product. And all these different products are literally just different delivery methods for that same payload. Right. So you may have a different experience with your soft gel than I have with smoking a pre-roll, but it's really just going to be about, like, timing, right? It's... I'm going to, I'm going to get the relief a little faster than you. You're going to get the relief a lot longer than me. You know, Mm -hmm. I got to go smoke again in a couple hours. So, 
you know, that's where we have to like re-educate. So not only do we have to know about the products and, and the way that we, you know, feel like we need to talk about them, but we also have to recognize that other people are talking about these same similar products in very, very different ways. And we have to be able to kind of re-educate. And that's, that's actually a, a pretty difficult part. It's, it's the re-education. Rachel, what do yeah. you, you got something for him? Um, yeah, I'm wondering, I know you're in Round Rock and Belton. Are you planning to sp expand anywhere else, open some more stores or what does the future look like? Man, opening, you know, three stores in, in, in a year, because we, we opened the temple store, but, um, in, in 2021, we did a lot. We opened a Bastrop store. We moved the temple store to Belton and we moved the Round Rock location from one place to another. So we essentially opened three stores because, to be honest, the first store, it literally was a, a bunch of old ladies from church and they put together this, a lot of the furniture was just stuff because at the time it was, you know, so new and we're like, hey, uh, my mom found this $700 a month retail store that, you know, front that was a cell phone repair shop before that they happened to leave their, uh, you know, shelves and, and, and a lot of their stuff. So she saw it as an opportunity to, to invest very little money into something that could be really great. And then she ended up doing amazing that first year. And, and that's when we opened the second store with a little more money. You know, the Round Rock store, we had a little more money. And then the, when we opened the Bastrop store, I spent a few weeks like, okay, what do we really want this place to look like? What, what, are, what kind of tone are we setting when somebody walks in the door? Uh, it's very clean, uh, you know, a lot, of, uh, a lot of white walls and, uh, you know, it's the, the cabinets and stuff are based, they, they're designed for a dispensary. So, you know, we, instead of looking like, you know, a cheap smoke shop, we wanted to look like a high-end dispensary because we feel like that's where we're ideally headed. And uh, let's just, let's just do that now. And, and we have been. Um, so we, we made this beautiful new store in, in Bastrop, which is our smallest store, smallest town. Um, and, we use that as kind of a, a design, you know, we kept that same design when we opened the Belton store, you know, and, and then when we finally got the Round Rock store uh, moved from, from one building, we're like a hundred yards away from the last building. Uh, but we, we opened it with all brand new stuff. And, and so we kind of were like, okay, we're done with stores. We don't really need any more locations because I feel like we could double our sales in every store without, you know, and that's what we need to focus on getting more people to know about us. And, and right. you know, our online store is doing pretty well. And, and there's people now that they come into my round rock store and they're like, I didn't even know you were here. I lived down the street. I'm like, Oh, well, I'm not doing a very good job. <laughs> I think it's interesting. The towns you chose to open in, like, is there a reason behind why you chose those cities? Yeah. Uh, my mom lived in temple. Uh, so that's where she started the first one. Um, we, uh, my wife came on, you know, Jen came on to, uh, to help open the, the second store. Uh, she was actually, my mom employed her before she employed me. Um, but we both, you know, saw the vision and we're like, okay, we can, we can do this. Uh, we had some pretty good revenue, uh, you know, from the first store on such a shoestring budget. So that really allowed us to open the, the, the second and the third store. Um, but Round Rock is where we lived. And to be honest, landlords did not want to rent to us. Uh, that was literally the hardest part of opening each store. And a lot of those <laughs> spaces that were empty for two years after they told us no, now they've got vape stores in them. 
because uh, they finally decided. To oh, that's interesting. The discrimination. And, oh, gosh. Uh, well, and those vape stores are selling the same products I am. It's just the landlords finally gave up. You know, they're like, right. well, obviously it's working. So, you know, so not only did we have to like really break trail with uh, getting these landlords. I mean, I created a PDF with a catalog, like a, not, a, not a full catalog, but like a gallery of what our vision was and who we are. And, you know, my mom's a, a licensed therapist. She, you know, is doing this to help people. And, and we're not a smoke shop. We we have some things, but we don't have like a, a whole wall of, of water pipes, right? We've got a couple of things that you need to, to work, but we let the smoke shop be a smoke shop and we're the CBD store, right? So, but it, it's largely been the landlords that decide that that we're a safe enough bet to to rent to us that's been a, a huge part of why we are where we are um bastrop we had uh you know hana the the store manager out there was one of the first employees uh in the temple store and she decided she wanted to uh she was thinking about moving out to bastrop and we were thinking about expanding and i looked at bastrop like okay tesla's coming you know this was a couple years ago so you know, there's a movie studio coming, the Compassionate uh, Cannabis, uh, you know, built is building or built. I don't know where they are there. You know, so there's a lot of expansion happening out there. And I'm like, okay, Bastrop is a small town that's about to really explode. So we signed a long-term lease and we're just kind of, uh, you know, getting through now. Uh, and uh, and it's it's increasing. So it hasn't, it, it's also been because of the competition too. There's, there's so many places that are now selling Adam do you uh, guys CBD. Do, do you guys have any events coming up or anything that you want to talk about during the spring I've got about two minutes left here on this segment yeah. with you uh, I wanted to give you a chance to plug any special events that you have coming up I know April uh, some folks have sales like there uh, in the spring and uh, just wanted to give you an opportunity to to plug the stores here in the next two minutes yeah so we uh, we'll, we'll We'll be doing a 420 uh, thing again, uh, but mm -hmm. what we're really excited about is that weekend is Reggae Fest, so we're gonna be uh, we're gonna have a booth there. Oh, cool! Um, it's it's I mean they they were saying 300,000 people showed up last year, and I went there for one of the days, uh, and it was there was a lot of people. Um, so we're excited about that. We're gonna be selling our our products there, um, and. Uh, you know, we're going to be doing, uh, you know, more things in person. That's kind of one of the things we haven't been able to do. Uh, you know, COVID was a big part of that, but also now that it's not just me and Jen opening and closing, we have some employees, so we have time to go and do these other things. And uh, so we're excited about this coming year doing more, but the Reggae Fest is going to be huge for us. I, I, think we're I wonder who's 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 uh, headlining music-wise for that this year. Uh, have you figured out, what, did they announce the, uh, the entertainment for that? I'm sure it's out there. I I'm guess. sure they have. We could probably look it up. Yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't seen who that is, Rachel, yet, but I'm sure there's some good reggae coming in. To uh, uh, to Austin here for Reggae Festival. Well, um, fire off uh, the website, uh, Adam. Uh, tell folks how they can get in touch with your locations and where they are, and and uh, and how they could try your products out there at Syntex uh, CBD. Yeah, uh, SyntexCBD.net is our is our website. Um, the the Belton store is on Main Street, just north of HUB. The Round Rock store <clears throat> is in the same building as Pluckers. Mm. Uh, in Round Rock, so right. a lot of people know that. There's big lots and stuff right here, uh, Maze Crossing. And uh, Bastrop Store is actually uh, right on the other side of the highway from Lowe's uh, in, in Bastrop on Highway 71. It's pretty easy to find. Um, 
and then of course you know our website is almost like a fourth location <laughs> for us so it's it's neat that we started this thing and we've got people all the way from new york to washington that are ordering our stuff and i'm like i don't even know how half of them found me but i'm glad they did because they really like the products and the website is fired off one last time it is syntex c-e-n-t-e-x like central texas cbd.net.net all right there we go okay we're gonna finish this segment thank you for being a part of the show this week adam i appreciate it and uh, we will come back on the other side with rachel and i talk some news after this but uh check them out at syntexcbd.net and uh thank you adam for being a part of the show this week my friend yeah thanks for having me for sure awesome all right we'll be right back guys this podcast 118 we'll be back on the other side after this We took the best journalists from politics, health, innovations, cuisine, business, travel, agriculture, and then we put weed in it. Welcome to Weed and Whiskey News. Weed and Whiskey News. News with a twist. Do you qualify for medical marijuana? Texas allows medical-grade products with THC. If you have a diagnosis of PTSD, neuropathy of any kind, including diabetic, any cancer or seizure disorder, Dr. A at Good Earth MMJ Clinic will help. You believe in cannabis's medical benefits, as do we. VA veterans with PTSD do not fear, as your benefits are protected with a Dr. A's prescription in Texas. Please visit GoodEarth210.com for all details and book an appointment. Next day appointments available. We're here to get you well, not high. That's GoodEarth210.com. The Texas Hemp Report is available free at over 1,000 CBD and smoke shops across Texas. McAllen, Houston, Austin, Dallas, Lubbock, and San Antonio. Texas lawmakers will be in session this year to improve or alter laws on cannabis products. So stay tuned and informed this legislative season with the Texas Hemp Show podcast and the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. Would you like to host the Texas Hemp Show podcast at your business or special? Event now booking live broadcast from your location with our new demo vehicle, the Texas Green Machine. Email Russell at Texas Hemp Reporter at gmail.com. Now back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden.
All right, welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell with the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. You can find these all around uh, the state. Our latest issue is is going to be out here in April, so that one's coming out. We're working on the uh, uh, April edition, so we've got some uh, cool stories lined up. A lot of medical uh, in this new one, I've found, that we've got a lot of stories dealing with there's some regulations and um, 88th legislature type articles in there as well, but uh, a lot of good information coming up, Rachel, in this edition that is also medical so far. Um, what have we got you working on? You just worked on something recent. Uh, uh, tell us about this canna uh, story that you're working on. Uh, our friends. Canna Spyglass. I am so impressed with them. I really am. I'm a software nerd, though, and they have created some software that's just super useful in the industry. Um, what they've done is they've put together a data mining platform that gives data about every state, like, and it shows, like, who all the growers are, who all the just, like, players are, um, and, like, what they're doing and you can look at a lot of data and then start to see the trends and then be able to business owners are able to kind of like forecast things and make decisions based off the data. Cause you can filter it to so many different things. Um, but it could, it looks at like operational trends, financial trends, and just all industry market trends. And they yeah. have customers in a, a variety of industries. They they're serving accounting professionals, tax professionals, um, investor groups, um, security system companies, insurance agents, banks, lighting companies, nutrition <laughs> companies, like they, it's just, and also um, government agencies. And so it's just really cool to see that um, just like the broad use of something yeah. like this. And the way that they started the company is actually he, these, the two co-owners are brother-in-laws and um, they, uh, Start, they did a grow. They had like a 25 acre grow in Oklahoma and they had a lot of questions along the way. And they just thought that's where they saw a need for something like this. Like they're like, if we, if there was just a database that would show, you know, all the data that's out there, then this would be so much easier for us. And so that's, you know, with their backgrounds, they were able to pull this off. And, um, and so, yeah, it's, I'm really excited to write the story. I did the interviews today. Um, but it's like pretty impressive what they've built, in yeah. my opinion. Canna Spyglass is check them out. Canna it's CannaSpyglass dot com is the website. We've 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 got it here on screen, but I, I don't use it. I have the service, and I'm not using or getting and taking advantage enough of this service. But uh, does have all of the industry insiders and people that are in the cannabis industry, and it, their database is is powerful. You can choose. Do I want to? I'd like the list of data for cannabis business owners in Texas, Oklahoma, New Mexico. Um, I know that I've grabbed those states, but I, I'm, I'm not implementing them enough in my own business just because I'm so mm -hmm. busy with everything else I'm doing. But great consumer data. Um, they've got population data. They, they have some maps, too. Yeah. I met these guys at the Albuquerque yeah. um, um, Lucky Leaf Festival in, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, last year in, in October, and and um, I haven't taken advantage of this, but I'm glad we're doing a story on this, and and yeah. it seems like it's a really cool uh, service to have if you're in this space. 
Yeah. And they have a couple of tiers like that. They have a free tier so you can kind of go in and, and get a taste of like what the software can do. Obviously, if you do the paid versions, you're going to unlock a lot more features. But, you know, if you're just kind of curious about it, you can yeah. go to their website and look into it. But basically, you know, it saves businesses a ton of time and money on just researching and like sales teams especially can benefit from something like this. So, well, I, I like it from a sales point and I've, I've approached it from Texas to New Mexico to Oklahoma and, and the surrounding States is, is initially what we, when we were looking for the data to reach out. But what's cool is you can go through the tab, Rachel, and you can find, uh, businesses that are vertically integrated, or if they're doing manufacturing only, you can actually categorize guys yeah. the type of service that you're looking for. And so, if you want to search the entire U.S. from uh, processing, uh, you can do that. You can actually select the processing tab, and then you can download that data. And I have the paid service. And so, what um, my wife and I have done is we've asked them. And what's cool is you can actually ask them to put together a, a particular type of form. If you need a form uh, exported in a certain way, they'll actually customize the data for you in a format uh, that, that, that you need it in. Uh, like we didn't care about having all of the number of licenses and they're, it's very detailed. So if we just kind of, that's kinda... what it sounds like. It sounded like, it, like I haven't been in the platform, but it sounded like there's just a ton of filtering options, like pretty yeah. much anything you could think to ask. <laughs> they have the option there. So it seems yeah. like a really great resource. Yeah. We're really happy to do a story on them. I need, uh, and I'm glad we're talking about them too, because I, I haven't used the service enough as a business owner myself, but yeah, you can go in there and create uh, different tabs and, and uh, get the data that you want. There's a map feature. That's really cool too, that I haven't explored enough of yet. So really happy you're working on this one. And then, we probably could pull up the website for the Luck Fest as well because I think you're doing a story, Willie Nelson's Luck event. Isn't that the tomorrow? Luck reunion. Luck reunions yes. tomorrow, and, and you you ended up being the lucky one of us that could go. <laughs> so so congrats, you're you're going to go to that tomorrow. Yeah, I'm gonna go and hang out and check it out, talk to some people, um, and just take some photos, report on the event and try to have a great time. So I'm, I'm super glad that they were able to give us the press ticket. Yeah. And we really need to thank our friends over J man over at uh, weed and whiskey TV for that, because he, he's a huge fan of the festival every year. And, and he kind of tossed our name in the hat at the last minute and got us one pass. So we were very grateful for, for that. So a uh, shout out to uh, weed and whiskey TV. And I will be up there next week, filming an episode on the 22nd on Wednesday of next week. So I'm looking forward to going over there and, uh, and being a, a guest participating on, on their platform. So uh, very excited about that. And the other story that you mentioned before that you were working on, Rachel, was the... A feature over De La Stoner. De La Stoner uh, on the... On the uh, he's our friend. Yeah, yes. he, uh, he's a dynamic dude. And he um, one of his videos on YouTube really uh, got a lot of traction. It has over 32,000 views. And wow. he what he did was he shows you how to infuse... Um, coconut oil, I believe, with using stems instead of cannabis flower. So he said it that just blew up. And then um, he won, you know, a Texas Hemp Award for the best social media 
Um, and he just, you know, he's really funny. He loves comedy. He loves weed. And so he uses his platforms, his Instagram and his YouTube to kind of marry those together and create content. And it's just super lighthearted, super fun stuff. And yeah, um, you should go follow him. De La Stoner on Instagram. Yeah, he's a, he's a pretty cool kid and a lot of fun uh, to be around. We spoke with him at the uh, Santa Cana uh, a podcast that we did out there in San Antonio. And of course, he won the award for um, a Texas based advocate warrior for the Texas Hip Awards. And then he also got favorite TikTok or Instagram as well. But uh, the pictures that I got from him in the magazine uh, that are he's got the two rings on his hands, kind of like Super Bowl uh-huh. rings. Uh, so he's very <laughs> proud of his Texas Hemp Awards. But good stuff there, Rachel. Appreciate your participation here on the show this week. You have a good. You have a good time over there at uh, Luck Reunion tomorrow night. And, I plan uh, to. If you can, grab some pictures, but but always uh, always good to have you reporting. And stay tuned next week on the program. I've got Wyatt Perp on from the Wyatt Perp brand. Uh, well, his last name is not Perp, but the brand is Wyatt Perp. And Wyatt will be on. Uh, he's got a brand that he has up there in North Texas, and he'll be on the show on the 23rd. Then Jesse Williams from the Texas Cannabis Collective will give us a legislative update with the things that they've got cooking down there with his him and Austin's Emory's organization. So we'll talk with Jesse on the 30th. And then I have an old music rock and roll buddy, Chris Duarte, will be on the show on the 6th of April. He's... A little out, not not really anything to do with cannabis, but Chris is an old blues legend here in Texas, and he's got a new album coming out, and I wanted to help promote his album. So Chris Duarte will be on to talk about some blues on the 6th. And then uh, we have uh, J-Hart CBD on the 20th, and uh, there's just some open dates there we're also trying to fill. So looking forward to, to the new shows, and the new magazine will be out about April 4th, guys. So we're still working on that. But thank you for being a part of the show. Thank you to my producer, Carl. And Rachel, thank you for participating there from home this week. We appreciate you (laughs) chiming in uh, and not having to make the drive. And you know what? You don't have to always do the shows here. I mean, it's always nice to see you, but... Uh, I don't know. It's just the vibe is different. Like I like, I don't mind doing it from home, and especially during the South by Southwest traffic. Oh well, it's nice to go to the studio and like, well, collaborate. When when well, it's but but well, you're right with the traffic right now. Going across town, you're on the South Side. We're in South Round Rock, so it's it's a lot easier for you to just do this from uh, home when there's crazy events going on in town. So. Anyway, thanks so much for being a part of the show, guys. We'll see you next week with our guest, Wyatt, from Wyatt Perp. We'll be on the the program on the 23rd. We'll see you next week. I'm Russell. She's Rachel. It's the Texas Hemp Show. Thanks for tuning in, guys.